0: What's up everybody. Welcome back to another episode of straight up Sabres presented by the hockey podcast network. As always, I'm Brendan and I'm Taylor and Taylor. The Sabres just can't seem to learn from their mistakes. No, they cannot. No, they cannot Announced today. Rasmus Dahlin has re-signed with the team, not for a long-term contract folks. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. We hate that around these parts. You know what they did? They did a three-year deal for $6 million a year, and boy, oh boy, we're walking them one year away from UFA. Taylor, just out of curiosity to get right into it, do you uh, have any situations that maybe come to mind when thinking of having a promising young player who you could have the option to sign long-term to keep him locked up? Uh, But instead, you end up signing them to a bridge deal and walking them a year away from RFA when they have all of the power and then choose that they don't want to be on the team anymore and you are forced to trade them for a less than ideal return. Does any of that sound like it rings a bell at all to you? Uh, It does not. No, no. no. (laughs) Something happened? Well, it's funny you say that because I don't know if I'm experiencing deja vu right now, but is this not the exact same thing as the Sam Reinhardt situation?
1: I think there's a lot of similarities and I, maybe I, not I exact, but
0: Yeah, there are yes.
1: insane parallels here. Yeah. The, the main thing is the way you open, not learning your lesson. So I actually wrote this down to keep, keep it all straight. This, I want to do it a, a quick one, not, not too meandering or long, but I want to, I want to explain to people uh, why I'm upset and not in a yelling way. So i We've mentioned, I've mentioned a bunch of times and you've agreed also, and you've mentioned it, that we wanted a long-term deal for for Reinhardt, yeah. We did. We We know you're right. (laughs) You are correct. Uh, For Darlene. And we mentioned it, in fact, last episode. So here's why we we mentioned that. So just to explain, maybe this isn't something that everyone, I know some people on Twitter, there's a little bit of confusion today about what this all means. All right. To start, I'm sure most people that understand hockey understand restricted free agency, which you can get after your your, uh, entry-level deal after three years. Just is just entered. And that lasts for a certain amount of time. And I don't know if hockey fans have a grasp for what kind of time that is. It's either when you turn 27 or after you have seven service years in the NHL, you're an unrestricted free agent. That's when you get the real power because restricted free agency obviously comes with the team's ability to match any contract that comes in and uh, a, a player's uh, inability to become an unrestricted free agent if the team tenders a qualifying offer. All right. So there's a problem we've seen. We've seen time and time again, offer sheets don't really happen very much anymore. Uh, Teams get really unfair deals that they kind of force guys into because they don't have much of a choice because of the bad offer sheet market for a lot of reasons. So what happened was with Reinhardt is he had two promising years to start and then a not good first half of 2017-18 season, a season that was a horrific season all the way around for the Sabres. And then he was really good in the second half of the year. Not enough to have really good point totals. Another thing, he's a guy that's better than his point totals. So that's another another way you get a cheap guy in, in RFA. So what did the Sabres do? Jason Botchell gave him a bridge deal when he should have been reasonably certain that Reinhardt was good and just had a bad first half of a year. Now, there's some risk there. There obviously is risk, but that's a risk you have to take because what you're doing if you don't do that, let's say you give Sam Reinhardt a two-year bridge deal, which they did. Now, Sam Reinhardt is only two years away from having seven years of service time, unrestricted free agency. And what he can do, because he now has arbitration rights, is not sign a deal with the Sabres and he could just go to arbitration if he wants. I don't even remember if he did that last year, but whatever, that's not what's important. He can do that and get a one-year deal. So then he has all the power next year, this mm-hmm. this past summer. He can sign a long-term deal if he wants, or he can go to arbitration again. And he gets to the you know hang back and go well is this going to work out or not is the taylor hall experiment going to work out is eichel going to be happy is eric stahl going to not be washed up he gets to look at all those things and and see what happens and he did and he they didn't get a long-term deal done and obviously he didn't seem particularly uh, enthused about staying for a rebuild but i mean obviously we know he would theoretically have stayed in buffalo but who wants to be a part of what's going on right now especially if the sabers aren't gonna match whatever you want to you want to be making. So he goes to Florida, more competitive team. Good for him. Now, Darlene has not had the first three years that Reinhardt had. He has one difference. Obviously, Darlene came in at 18 where Reinhardt came in at his draft plus one year when he was actually 20 very early in that season, or maybe right away. Besides that, um, the point stands. He'll have seven years of service time quickly, but before he's 27, Darlene had a good rookie year, very encouraging rookie year especially on the offensive side. He had one of the best offensive seasons for an 18-year-old defenseman ever. Age 19 season, bad start on the defensive end and confidence-wise, but really strong finish in terms of his production. And this past year, the beginning was a disaster. We all remember a a disaster of bad luck and a disaster of his confidence, his defensive play. We all thought that was mostly Kruger. Sure, under Granado, he improved a lot on the offensive side, not even just with luck. And the defensive side is still not good enough. But getting better, and he has this incredible pedigree, and we talked yesterday about him potentially being a John Carlson type, that not being really far-fetched at all, uh, wouldn't take any kind of crazy leap from him. It would take him being consistently good on offense and obviously probably playing with better players. So what the Sabres did is sign into a three-year bridge deal, and that takes him to one year away from free agency. They gave him decent money, and this is why I think this is the worst deal, and I don't think it was unavoidable. What he had the opportunity to do both times was sign someone to less than their overall value because of their inconsistency earlier in their career. And that's a bigger risk with Dowling because he's been more inconsistent than Reinhardt was. But it's, again, what we saw last time, it's a smaller risk than potentially losing him very quickly in UFA. They could lose him at age 25 in UFA. That would be terrible. It'd be like losing Sam Reinhardt when he was 26. Uh, now, if he's terrible, then whatever. I'll, I'll rescind my complaints here, but I don't think that'll be the case. I think he'll be good enough that they still don't feel comfortable with giving him a super long-term deal, but have to, and they have to do it when he's 20, 24, 23. That's fine, whatever. Um, but there's a few things, we, uh, a few complaints people might have on that. Now, what do you think about this? The idea, let's start with, that Darlene would not want to sign a long-term deal.
0: You entice him to do so. You want to sit here and tell me that Zach Wierenski is psyched about being in Columbus right now? Do you want to tell me that at the time of his signing that Thomas Chabot was hyped to be a part of the Senators? You figure it out. You do. I mean, I. it just is... It's unbelievable that we are doing this all over again. And to your points, you are 100% correct that there are parallels, but it's not the same. Reinhardt was much better at the time of signing his contract and feel, felt like more of a sure thing compared to Darlene. No doubt, no doubt about it. But this just goes back to the premise of betting on guys to hit their potential, as you had said. you know. And so w- when we're talking about something like that, I mean... I think the other thing that goes along with this, too, you know, with the whole like waiting to sign him thing or uh, for for signing him, like not being able to sign him long term because he might not be interested in it. I think a huge problem is that you waited way too long to get this deal done. You could have been this deal could have been signed last offseason. Like you could have locked him up longer term than this last summer. You didn't have to wait until the day that the players reported to training camp. So where does that leave us? that that puts us this off season begins the past offseason starts a slew of UFAs along with some included in that some pretty promising ones Quinn Hughes now remaining as the only defenseman of the of the bunch that hasn't signed but you just allowed these other players to set the market yeah that's on Kevin Adams full stop you could yeah. have done this last year yeah you didn't know how this year was going to go. And sure, if you sign him last year to an eight-year deal or something like that, and then he has the start to the year that he has with Kruger, everybody's losing their goddamn mind. But again, what are you doing as an organization if you don't believe that you can develop your star players, like your star young players? You need to, you drafted him first overall. Like you drafted a defenseman number one because you felt as though he could be a cornerstone franchise defenseman it's the same reason why they took owen power i mean granted of course power wasn't nearly as much of a lock in his spot as dalene was but as we now know it's pretty close considering how highly regarded power was so i just think that you absolutely and, and granted of course we don't we don't know you know the ins and outs of this shit but I have a hard time believing that you couldn't have gotten a longer term deal locked up that maybe attack on a couple extra dollars to what maybe the initial I don't know what the initial ask would have been. whatever. Maybe you are able to get him at a lower AAV if you go long term. And I understand, yeah, people saying, oh, they're a dumpster fire. Why would he want to sign here? But again, other teams can figure it out. Why can't we? Do you think Columbus right. is a good situation to sign in? Do you think Ottawa, let alone. we're talking two years ago, Ottawa for Chabot. You want to tell me that that dude was like, you know what? We're winning a cup, baby. Two years ago, with all the turmoil going on in the Senators organization, get the hell out of here. The Sabres' biggest issue was waiting until now to get this done. Because I'm telling you, if dalene's camp was playing hardball, why did you have to wait this long then? If you knew that this was going to be the impasse, why did you have to wait until now? And another eerie similarity to Reinhardt, when he signed his bridge initially, he did it right before the season started. And it's the same thing that we did here where you're dicking around with these guys. You should have done it. If not last summer, that should have been priority. Number one, Kevin Adams yeah. should have known that the, this Eichel bullshit was going to happen. You know, like, I'm sorry, but like, you need to have a fucking grasp on your organization that you're just like doing all I, I, the word we I keep thinking of, is just like posturing and just like waiting around. Like, you know, that the situation's bad with Eichel and you just waited to take care of this with your supposed franchise defenseman, your defenseman of the future, who is supposed to be like the guy for you on the blue line. I mean, there's no reason for it. You could have gotten this done. You absolutely could have. Yeah. It's their own fault. If If they would have signed it earlier, it probably would have felt better than them doing this right now and feeling like they had their backs against the wall. And I think the thing that needs to be said too, before I wrap up is like good for Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, yeah he's betting on himself but like this dude's walking them a year away from his ufa he saw what happened with reinhardt everybody knows i
1: mean you mean to tell me that that dude didn't didn't realize that that was the case he saw what happened with jeff skinner yeah true true. i mean it's one of those two things i mean he saw both of those situations that's so the other thing is very true so there's so i think there's a difference between wierenski and chabot and dalene which is that Yes, those guys might not have been psyched to be in their places long-term like Dallin might not be either, but, well, I mean, Wierenski, uh I don't know. Columbus has gotten worse, I guess. Yeah, they'll be probably prevented Either way, whatever. That's not the only issue. Those guys are paid mostly what they were worth. Are they given fair enough deals? What I said earlier, what the Sabres should try to do with Dallin, which I'm sure what they're trying to do was try to get him for cheap long. And a little bit less than he might deserve in a few years. And then you have him on a good deal. However, that might be, that is I think probably the holdup. I don't think he's like, "Eh, I don't want to see what happens in Buffalo. I'm not interested in being here long-term, whatever. I don't think it's just that. I don't think it's mostly that at all. I think there's a good chance they were trying to play, you know, hardball in the deal. And now then when it comes down to it, it's like, do you give Darlene eight by seven and a half? I mean that's an unbelievable risk. That's what they—they didn't do that exact contract for Risto, but they gave Risto way too much money, and that was a a problem. You know, they had a lot of hope that he would get better, and Delin's been better than Risto had been at that time. But still, it's it—that's that's that's an even bigger risk, and that's a risk I don't know. I'm more kind of hesitant to take. So what do you do in this situation? You say, Delin, you want to bet on yourself? Three-year bridge doesn't work for us for a lot of reasons. Why would we do that? Here's what we would do instead. We'll give you one year, seven million. Doesn't matter because you know mm-hmm. they they need to get to the cap floor regardless. One or so. two
0: years. That's right.
1: Well, I would say one specifically. If this is what you open with, at least one right. year, seven million or seven and a half or whatever. Name your number. We, it doesn't matter. We need to get to the cap floor, uh, and then next summer we'll talk about it. And maybe we're more confident in giving you more money long term. Maybe he'll be and more confident what, in the team by that point. Yeah, but so I'm sure. I mean, I hope they offered that at least because at that point with a one-year bridge, you're saying, okay, do you want to go to arbitration three times? Probably not. That's, that's kind of a risk. I mean, that would be tough and they'd be less, they'd be more hesitant to trade you than Reinhardt. So I think in that case, there's a risk there with injury. There's a risk. He doesn't get better. Who knows? Three years is, it doesn't need to be said. It's longer than two. It's definitely longer than one. So at that point, you're, maybe you're scared if you're, if you're down lean and you go, yeah, man, I don't want to do that, so I'll sign a deal, whatever. But either way, this summer, is Dallin really going to hold out because they only give him a one-year bridge? Is, is he going to miss camp? And then if he does, if he's really, really playing hardball and really only wants a one-year bridge, I would be, if I'm Kevin Adams or the Sabres or whatever, this is what I'm leaking to the media. We're giving him a bunch of money for one year to show us contract because you know, we, we're not a, up against the cap wall or anything like that, so no big deal, or... We offered him a long-term deal for a little bit less money than he might be worth, but he has long-term security. What does this guy want? We're offering him the best of both worlds. And then he looks bad. And hockey players don't love sitting out like this. Like Nylander did it. I can't think of many. I mean, Michael Packett did once upon a time that was a a different situation in a different league, but I I don't see a lot of guys, especially young guys who haven't proven a lot wanting to look bad like that after the kind of year Darlene had for the first half of last year, I'm not sure. And you could say, yes, I'd be opening a rift with a player, but he's the one opening the rift and that's in that situation. And I don't know if he wants to do that as someone who is on a team where he might be expected to weirdly step into a leadership role. He's one of the longest tenured guys. He's the longest tenured defenseman. I think that would be a, a pretty big risk for him. And that's why I, I if you're telling him you can't get that done, you can't get anything done. If right. that's then you're not then a GM. If you think Yes if if the sabers are ever going to be good again then kevin adams has to be, be able to overcome the obstacles that have been in placed have been in placed in front of him by previous administrations incompetence they exist obviously it's not good and we always talk about how mistakes compound in professional sports
0: but at some point it happens with the, this franchise more than others too yes
1: the way you get over that is not just drafting well it's being able to Make chicken salad out of chicken shit or whatever people say in that weird phrase. I don't think that's actually possible in my chicken opinion. Salad out of chicken shit, did you just say? Yeah. That is not what that saying is. Or turn chicken shit into chicken salad. I don't remember. <laughs> the important thing here is you have to be able to make the best of these situations. And the best of the situation is either one or eight year deal. That's it. Because you need to get that value. You, you, When you have a restricted free agent, you have the power. I know this cycle situation kind of takes away from some of your power, but you still have that power. What you do when you give him a bridge deal is you hand that power to Darlene. Yep. It's not just about giving him a smart contract at that point. At that point, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. At the end of that three-year deal, let's say, well, at the end of two years, two years from now, on July first, 2023, he'll be eligible for an extension. Mm-hmm. And what if his agents are like, eh, wait and see? you have to wait and see two whole years, obviously. And now, like I said, that's not easy, but it's a lot easier than doing wait and see for four years or three years. Yep. And then that's one of, I mean, that's, that's my main problem. So really I will admit I'm wrong on this. If he's so bad that he's not worth an eight year deal and we're fine to get rid of him in a couple of years to this, the same way we we're worth Risto. In that case, I'll say whatever, I was wrong. But if he comes back because the team got better in that case, I won't say I was wrong, but it's like, whatever. If the team's good enough that he wants to stay because of that. All right. But if it's just that he likes the coach, he likes it here, he's ready to get a deal and they have to give him eight years, 80 million in 2024. I'm not going to love that. Yeah. I'm going to hate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't agree
0: more. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's just, it, it just that the thing that just kills me and it's, The same thing with Reinhardt in reality. It's the same thing with Eichel, with with all these situations under this ownership is that it's just a bunch of stuff that's avoidable. So avoidable. And they just continue to just trip over their own feet. It's insane to me how on every level of this organization, I mean, just think about the past week alone. That we have this with Darlene, okay? We had a few days ago or yesterday, whenever, with like the promotional nights, with with like people getting upset about like you know them putting hometown heroes night on January sixth. <laughs> but like, but even beyond that, that like the the promotions nights, four of the nights were were wearing a white jersey. Come on, that's not a promotion. You mean to tell, t- like, do these sense. people sit down? It's not a, even a whiteout. No! Do these people sit down and are just like, okay, what can we do? We have five minutes to come up with this. And then they just take the worst ideas that are come up with in five minutes. It's insane. Then you have going into late last week, allowing Aaron Dell, who is now number 80, because everybody on Twitter, everybody, on, not even Twitter, everybody and their fucking brother was furious that they would allow – a guy who is very well could end up being their third string goalie to wear the number of a guy who has, whose number has not been worn since he left the team and who is without question, I would say probably a top five most important player in the history of the franchise. And like, it's all these just avoidable things that like, whether it's the front office, the fucking PR staff and promotions, people like the coaching, whatever, like, Take five minutes and think, is this the best we can do? Is this the best that we can handle these things? Like, that's all they need to do. And they just never do. It's like without, it's automatic that like, they just do shit. We all get mad about it. Half the time they're, they, they try and clean up their mess after the fact with like with Dell, for example, or it's the other side of it where you hit the point of no return. And it's like, well, we're fucked now. I, I mean, like, what more do we need? like to happen to us what more like anger and annoyance do we need inflicted on us as fans that like at some point whatever fucking higher power is out there is gonna be like you know what we need to give these guys a break like we're getting mad about the most ridiculous shit because it's stuff that like people who are professionals who are are paid lots of money to do all of these jobs that i'm talking about here that they just trip over themselves like what are we doing what is with this organization? And honestly, that's why anytime people blame everything on the Pagoulas, how can you get mad? Because clearly this needs – this has to, be like, come from the top. It's, it's the top down. Like, they allow this shit to happen over and over and over again, and we just have to deal with this incompetence. It, it's, it's so frustrating.
1: So, that's bad, but you know what's good? What? DraftKings. <sighs> Folks. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week three game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If DraftKings Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet in any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-WITH-IT. Well, thank you for that, Taylor.
0: We unfortunately have to wrap things up right now in this discussion, but I think for our Monday episode, we are going to take a nice little deep dive into this a bit more, and we'll talk more about Darlene more about just like the just general organizational failures and who knows by that point we'll probably have some news for y'all on Jack Eichel hopefully you know with Kevin Adams and Don Granado set to speak tomorrow uh yeah. tomorrow being Thursday of course so Monday's episode make sure you're tuning in because we are going to be Getting after it, we're we're the season's underway here, folks. Season three for us is going to be starting soon, and with that being said, also we are going to have our big excitement coming very very soon, which, or a big announcement coming very soon. So make sure you guys are tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Taylor, do you have any yeah. thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off?
1: Yeah, we're also going to look more into the Evander Kane situation uh, on Monday's episode. I know that probably I've really even mentioned it, but I only saw it in passing a little bit. But I'll have more thoughts on it uh, Monday. So it's, it isn't good Monday. Damn. Yeah. So my only thought now is, up,
0: everybody, this is just a little taste of what's to come on Monday.
1: Yeah. The, the NHL and the San Jose sharks probably have to uh, take a long look at that and uh, consider whether it's uh, a good idea for him to still be in the league this coming season. Agreed. Yes. That and more coming
0: on Monday. So make sure you guys are sticking around, make sure you are subscribing to us on your streaming platform of choice and make sure you are checking out the hockey podcast network online at the hockey podcast or wherever you stream your podcast. Once again, new episode coming Monday. In the meantime, though, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend, everybody. This has been Straight Up Savers.